all right. What's going on? Been drinking, been watching. Is technically a big deal. Yeah, I agree with you. So, like, I what are, what are we even you. doing? And you've argued this on the flip side before. Mm. Just because you didn't either see it or didn't like it or trying to leverage this into the argument we were just having doesn't mean you're right. Doesn't mean you're going to get one up on us. You're wrong. No, this is an opinion thing. No, this is an opinion thing because we've established this in past podcasts that if it's in the Academy Awards, it's not opinion. But you've it's died. Fact. No, you've died on the hill that it is opinion. Of course I have. But I'm taking your logic, which you've thrown at me before, and I'm throwing it back at you, you big fat fucking chode. You chode motherfucker. You're making me so upset right well, now. I, I'm not getting worked up. You no, were just worked up before the microphone started rolling. And no, now I'm not. upset. Now I'm upset. No, I was not. Now that we're all frazzled. Oh, we are frazzled, frazzled so hard. Now Let's... we're throwing like personal shots and you cocksucking faggot. You really want to go there and start talking shit about each Dude, other right now? Because I'll put you through that fucking wall. <laughs> I am so upset, Mrs. Noogie Born. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ben Drinking Ben Watching. Wow, this is heated. This is heated. This is I'm, heated. I'm boiling. I didn't take this heated. I'm boiling. And this all started because Ace started talking shit about Rose. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I started talking about shit about Rose, and it was not Rose Bud from Citizen Kane. It was not uh, a rose who has its thorn or every rose that has its thorn from the Motley Crew. What rose was it? It uh, Or Guns N' Roses? I can't remember. No, I it, think is, it, it, it is Rose from Titanic, which is the topic of today, is the 1999. Uh... What was it? Ninety nine. It was ninety seven. I want to apologize for getting that so heated. I'm going to take that back. I we'll love you, brother. Because we're off it. <laughs> we're um, off it. Um, yes, Titanic. We are talking about Titanic, the two hundred million dollar mega uh, budget romance uh, disaster movie. Romance disaster movie is exactly what it is, and it really there is obviously the shifting point where it becomes a disaster movie, and mm. the whole movie before that was a romance movie. I think they're, the the whole movie yeah. is romance, and the whole movie mm, is also okay. disaster. Okay, well, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know about. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I understand. Right, you know, defend that, defend that, because I think you're onto something. Well, I would open it up because you can't have the disaster without caring about your characters and getting the setup. And the setup is they show you this gigantic, you know, this massive piece of art, this massive piece of luxury travel, which you know, sure. working class individuals, lower class individuals, uh, and high class, they're going to mingle on this thing, and they're going on the maiden voyage. So it sets up this grandeur, and then you know, you see this gigantic iceberg and you also get the follow-up uh you know the disaster um aspect of it so yeah i would say that it's it's romance and disaster paralleled you get the romance throughout which pays off at the end you know we can argue how you feel about that but then you also get the disaster aspect which is built in the setup see i thought it was a romance movie uh in regards to um you know jack and rose Mm-hmm. And then it was a disaster movie based on Billy Zane because Billy Zane's character, it's a complete disaster movie with him. Like his, as far as he's concerned, he's started off great and his entire journey is a disaster. <laughs> it's a tragedy. The whole I think his story of Jack and Rose is a disaster for Billy Zane. Billy Zane's <laughs> demise is foreshadowed in his line, something Picasso. He won't amount to nothing. He won't. Trust me. Mark my words. And that right there, even as someone who had never even heard heard of the Titanic before would watch this movie and think something's going to happen to that guy. (laughs) It's going down. Yeah, it's pretty. It's almost is. It's almost two movies. Mm. So I do see what you're saying in that regard. Well, yeah, I mean, it is 
So I see what you're saying about it being a romance, then a disaster movie. But I also see what he's saying about how you don't have the disaster movie without the whole buildup. No, the of course you don't. Movie. Of course you don't. Yeah, you don't the have disaster a, a disaster movie is not just buildings crumbling. There are characters around the disaster itself. So and yes, it, and it's in building of the world. All the you know other passengers that you know you spend these small intimate moments or you get to see them peripherally through your interactions with Jack. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, fun piece of trivia. I don't know if you guys felt like this comes across in the building of the world, but piece of trivia that I read on IMDb was apparently. Uh, you know, they had over a thousand extras and James Cameron was going to like 150 of them and personally giving them their backstory and their names and like, you know, making sure that they felt like they had motivation throughout, you know, certain scenes to really sell it. Oh, that's cool. So in that way, it kind of helps build this tragedy because you care about all the people, the disaster you care, you know, there's a world that you're in. Well, I, I, I think I can say that all the extras were definitely on the ship. You know mm. what I mean? Like nobody was off the ship. Nobody was just standing there. Nobody was clearly just a stand-in. Nobody was just, you know, gun for hire for the day. They were definitely on that ship and they were definitely going down. I mean, how could you not be if you're dressed in, you know, every character was dressed to the nines, you know, by way of wardrobe design. You know, Fuck they yeah. they might have been steerage, but they were in those costumes and each costume was like, you know, you step into that and you feel like you are, I'm in, I'm on par with Jack because we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same wardrobe. We are in a different time. Yeah. It's easy 100%. to, it's easier to give yourself over to that feeling. For sure. Let me ask you guys this question. What engaged you more? Was it the romance story or was it the disaster story? What engaged you as an audience member more? For me, it's the romance story. Cause like, I think that this at its core is like, the best romance story ever. Really? I It has so much heart to it so that to me, especially because it's a true, sto- well, you know, the obviously Titanic, the, is, the, a the Titanic is a true story. So even without, even just as a, from a movie watching perspective, if you, if you didn't, didn't know what happened on the Titanic, yeah. you can watch this movie and just see the disaster that incurs. Sure. But the romance of it is still, I think what people go back to about it. Inter- yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good one. What do you think? Yeah, it's the romance that takes you through, but, um, you know, even if you're not a fan of the romance aspect of it, I feel like there's a lot to love about this movie, uh, just in the sheer scale of it. But, I mean, yeah, it's really, at its heart, it's about Rose breaking free of, you know, what her society and family were trying to impose on her. I mean, she essentially, when we meet her in this movie, you know, we meet older Rose telling the story about where she came from, and it's like... When we meet her, she was pretty much cattle that was being auctioned off to another family so that sure. her family could inherit more wealth because they lost They theirs. were running out of money. They were running out of money. The money is gone, Rose. There's no money. To, to go with that point, too, one issue that I had with that is, like, if you're in that class of people, how do other people not know when you're running out of money? Um... I don't know, probably just the, being the socialite. Well, and she's always talking about, like, how her things are, like, do you want your things sold at auction? It's like, what are you doing for money right now? They're just living off of the estate. They're living off of what was left. And but, probably Which, Billy which was, Zane. like, just debt, right? And like, probably Billy Zane. I'm sure that he's funding a little bit of the family. Hmm. Like, he's really tight with the... Uh, the mother as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that he's got a little bit. I'm sure there's more... They're probably more social than the average socialite mm. because they don't have money. So it's like, okay, let's go here so we can fucking eat. Yeah. You know, it's probably something like that. But they're, 
I think the mother is re- like a real fucking snake about it, though. She's a real like. She's like worse snake. than Billy Zane. Well, I don't In think she. I don't think she's a snake. I think she's a chameleon. I mean, that's, think about think that's about a better her one. role that is at that's that much time. Like she probably didn't work. She probably no. literally Fuck was no. ge- generational wealth. And her husband passing and whatever money he did or did not have, like if it runs out, it runs out. Like yeah. she needs to continue. Well, and he left them role. debt. Yeah, and he, he left, left them, them debt. debt. Like that see, was the thing. So I think so. What I take from her character more than anything, more than her even being pompous, <clears throat> I think she's scared. Like like of I think she that's what, that's what you take most from her is that she's terrified of losing her status, but also potentially having to go work again. Yeah. Well, or, or she hasn't worked right yeah. so she's like i don't know what, what do you do for do. money she's <laughs> she's kind of as scared as like her ship is sinking you know what i mean like her mm. social ship is sinking and like uh-huh. rose is her i see what you did there <laughs> rose rose literally is her her life vest and her her robo mm-hmm. out of it but uh you know if you fucking like that don't yeah, you're, you're, you're doing some good stuff here <laughs> you got my dick hard <laughs> a little bit of blood just rushed to my penis for me uh to answer my own question thank you guys for asking sorry um we hadn't tied it in yet <laughs> no i really think that this is um for me i'm more engaged with the disaster side of it not because i'm cynical but because genuinely it's more interesting to me how they foreshadow this unsinkable ship so egregiously mm. like they're forcing it down your fucking throat the 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 audience's throat the passenger's throat like every single piece of of everybody is like okay this is the best thing period it's like well something terrible is gonna happen like obviously something terrible is gonna happen and like the way that they pepper in uh like rose's interaction with uh not the captain but uh mr andrews when they're walking by and the just looking builder. at the light yeah when they're walking by and they're like looking at the lifeboats and you're like this is there's not enough. Mm. And he's like, yep, there is not isn't. enough by half. Not even by half. And it's like, it's fine though. It is fine. It's like, no, it isn't. No. It's not. You can argue that the lifeboats are the uh the rifle in the first act mm. of this. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. Thank you. That's we were just discussing this last night. We couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. But for me, that's the and not only that, but when it actually does happen, the buildup. And like my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie is when they're in the captain's quarters talking about it and andrews is going through like the math mm. it's what is it it's a mathematical certainty mm-hmm. and it's hope is fucking lost five and compartments. there's still an hour left there is still an hour left of this movie hope is lost we're fucked well something that's interesting you know building off hope is lost they tell you the ending from the beginning they show oh, you yeah. they show you how it sinks right yeah but the way that they experience it the way that the movie shows their experience of what you get in the beginning because when you look at it at the beginning it's really analytical mm. it's like okay we're so far on the outside it's like okay this is physically how this happened this and even is, the way he describes it he's like her whole ass is in the air and, that's and then a huge ass she a splits. Big ass. it's a big, big ass. ass that's 10 20 so disconnected tons. so disconnected from the actual and she's kind of bobbing up and down like a cork until and I bought the movie's portrayal of that horror more than I bought the romance between the two characters. Mm. For me. I see that. I see that point of, of which one is more believable, because, especially because of how quickly it happened and how you know quickly everything unraveled from yeah. in their romance. Yeah. So like for her to, for either one of them to be like, we're going to 
give up our lives for the other one. It's just kind of like, yeah, like okay. you haven't even known each other a weekend. I was like, just like, so young adolescent love like that on a cruise ship. You're like, yeah, of course that fucking happens. Right. Like Jack probably has a girlfriend back in Chippewa Falls, <laughs> which is why he's like, well, I got her pregnant in that car. So I'm just going to die in the water here. <laughs> you know, in, in, in fairness, though, I like to I like to look at the strengths of why the romance works. And I honestly, I got to I got to I know that Leo and Kate have come out publicly and said that they don't like the way that they you know acted in this movie they mm -hmm. they sell me you know the the dialogue the setup the situation it's brief you know it's underwritten but good god man i just i same thing i've said with uh there are a couple of actors i've said this with but i just enjoy watching them and because i enjoy watching them i'm ready to suspend my disbelief like when you know especially i mean obviously at the end when she uh Ah, I'm not, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I, just, I think the so music does it too. There's so many moments. Okay. I, I think the music is a big is a big part of why the love story is so convincing. Really, really. I because cheesy, I have a, I cheesy. All you want. I have but... a list of things that work and don't work, and the music that they chose, the "My Heart Will Go On" motif that mm. is constant throughout this movie, annoys me like red lights. Mm. It annoys me like red lights on mm. the road. However, what does work for me is the string quartet. The string quartet works 100%. Every single time that they're in, whether it is the actual like banquet and party where everything's going good, where everything's going good, yeah. or the absolute tragedy at the end, anytime they're there, I'm 100% I'm sold. Let me 100 ask you, sold. you, I mean, are you, come on, the, the whole iceberg, uh, when they first spot it, like the undertones there, and then the, John, Dun, dun, and they're everybody's scrambling and I it's think like that Jaws. In, oh it's in, in fairness, yes. I guess my what annoys me is the my heart will go on motif. When they okay. keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. That annoys me. But can you acknowledge that the rest of the soundtrack is pretty fucking badass because it is? There's not that much of it. So yeah, I guess it is. But can I you disagree. also acknowledge that the my heart will go on as annoying as it may be, it works. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hold up. I'll give you that. Oh, For me, it does not hold up. Does not hold up. I think that was. Doesn't hold up. I think that would be <laughs> the most argued point that any of us would make all night, like from a public like perception thing. Like, yeah, probably. I think I. I don't think there's anybody that would be like, "You're right." No. Uh, you know what yeah. doesn't? You know what doesn't <laughs> work in Titanic? Right now. Celine Dion. I can like, think that's... five people right now who would agree with me. Oh, but at any enough, rate. Man. um... Yeah, that's my take on the whole uh, disaster thing. I think the soundtrack is glorious from yeah. tip to toe. Absolutely. I think that's one of the big winners of this movie 25 years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. really? Yeah. For me, it's it's set design. Like The, the set design thing is, is fucking just, amazing yeah, as well. Yeah, it's insane. And the money that they spent on it is fucking... They designed oh, they all to. those props. They, they had They to. built and designed. They designed and built all those props. God damn. They didn't source those. God, I was damn. watching behind the scenes earlier, and the production designer was like, "Yeah, all the glassware that you see, we made that." Damn, <laughs> damn. Yeah, can you fucking imagine doing that? No, no, <laughs> no. That's just fucking. And like the scope of it, though. You're right, though. The entire fucking scope of building the shit, even like the CGI, kind of holds up. The CGI, actually, it's funny you bring that up. For the first time, watching this movie, I noticed it. Was it the dolphins? No, it was everything. It was really? everything. It really was. Um, for the first time, I really noticed the CGI, and it became apparent. But you know what's interesting? There are certain times where I noticed the CGI, and then watching the behind the scenes, I was like, 
wait a minute, that was CGI. Uh, the perfect example here is this time around, I noticed the CGI when Rose and Jack meet for the first time at the back where she's about to jump off. Yeah, 100%. Notice it this time. Very apparent. In um, the water, is it? No, it's uh, so essentially uh, fun, fun facts here. They shot that over the course of like eight days at various different times. That was their cover set. Oh. Um, yeah, ironically enough. So anyway, the what's a cover set? So for anybody that doesn't know what a cover set is, when you're filming a movie, you know, uh, you, you're basing a lot of your schedule on weather if you have outdoor days. So a cover set is where you go to if you, you know, in day 45 of your schedule, if you plan to be outside, but it's raining, you need a cover set so you don't lose a day of filming. Right. So your cover set would, in this case, be the back of the ship and you would go back and you would film that scene. So essentially, James Cameron wants to look like 100 different ways and he wanted to construct it differently and they filmed it at different times. So there was green screen use. So I noticed it this time where I hadn't before. But another thing uh, in regards to green screen that blew me away, you know, the scene uh, where Rose uh, it's right before she goes to the bow of the ship and she meets Jack and they do the I'm flying scene. The best scene in the movie. Oh, God. Well, that, you know, best scene in the movie. But the scene prior to that where she's sitting in the dining room with her mother and they're having tea and she's kind of going quiet and the camera pushes in on her. Mm, and it's like mm. this moment where she's like, I'm going to go see him. That was green screen. And they used a two-third scale model and they used CGI background extras to create that effect. No shit. Apparently the ballroom was too expensive to build. So they built a small model, they green screened the back of it, and then they composited it all together to create that scene. Wow. I am absolutely blown away with that. That's what I'm telling you, man. Like there's there's so that. much about this movie that is just beautiful craftsmanship. Like you want to talk about the scale models, like they're it's innovative craftsmanship. Uh, it's it's really it's sleight of hand, man. Or like, maybe not innovative. That's the wrong word, but it's it's perfect execution. Great Welcome. execution for sure. Yeah. Like for example, an, another example. You know when the uh, iceberg is cruising along the side of the ship, yeah. and we go down into the storage area where the car was, where they fucked. Uh, you know that shot where it's like the walls kind of like center cave in, and all the water starts mm -hmm. going in. That was a model. That was yeah, a model. Had to be. It was like, but like, this is shit that I never thought of because I'm so caught up in the illusion. I'm like, God, this is great. Like I'm, I'm buying the story. I'm buying the fact that this thing is in the process of being assaulted by an iceberg. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't can even... smell icebergs. Can you bleeding Christ? What did, um, what did you think of the cutaways from when they're interviewing hundred year old Rose to back to being on the ship? Um, the transitions. Oh, interesting. Oh, I thought the first one worked beautifully. See, because I actually think they all work. I think yeah, they're, I think I they're all really well timed. I wasn't thrown off by it at all. I really wasn't thrown off by it at all. It was a nice reprieve, actually, to be reminded that you're being told a story. Yeah, that's right. exactly what it is. It's, this is this whole thing is a story. Sure. Mm. I mean, I think that it was a memory. Really, it's like, well. What's interesting is that they painted it that way. However, they give perspective from other people without her being there. Say you know, that again. Like throughout the movie, they give they do. Yeah, there's scenes obviously that she's not in it. So right. Know. So it's oh, not yeah. all a recounting of her memory. So and I only just like thought of that about thought about that now talking about it. Mm. So it really obviously wasn't a problem. No, it was not a problem. But why, why did you bring choice. that up though? Well, just because sometimes that can get sloppy in movies when sure. you know it's it's a someone's depiction of an event that's going on. And, you know, they obviously they. they show it and then they cut back to it sometimes they do it too frequently whereas like i think they only cut back to her 
four times after her initial storytelling. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much And it. I thought that, I mean, for being a three-hour movie, you know, you'd think they would have stuffed in a couple of more of them. But no, I mean, they did their, you know, because that's probably would have been more, uh, would have been less expensive than obviously, you know, like you just said, the amount of work they had to put into the set design and things like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it would have been easier to fill time with being just in one room with a bunch of people. But no, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, me too. I actually liked um, present day. Like, I thought present day worked to to a point. Like, everybody was... I actually... Let me walk that back, because thinking about it, like, everybody overacted. I mean, thank Christ that they didn't uh, they didn't overdo Bill Paxton. I mean, Bill Paxton's gonna. You Bill can Paxton. overdo Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill like, Paxton. Bill is Paxton ex- excels when it, he overacts. Bill Paxton's gonna Bill Paxton. However, yeah. he didn't go full Bill Paxton in this, which is like cool. I like that. He was actually pretty. He was more like a. Uh, uh, who's the fucking guy from Remember the Titans? Uh, Yost. Yeah. Will Patton. Will Patton. Yeah, Will. So Pat- Bill Paxton doing a Will Patton impression. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's 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 kind of like his the vibe Brock Lovett and his name sucked. Brock Lovett. Love it. Oh. Favorite name in the movie: Spicer Lovejoy. Spicer Lovejoy. Yeah, the James <laughs> Bond of the movie. Oh, that fucking guy! <laughs> Amazing how you had time to remove your jacket and your shoes. <laughs> she slipped so fast. That yeah, guy why didn't sucks. They get Alan Rickman. They should have gotten Alan Rickman to play that guy. And he does suck. He's a cynical prick, man. And like, I feel like his character makes the least amount of sense. What do you mean? Well, well like he's Billy Zane's bodyguard. I understand. Cal. I understand Cal. that, but he's like a, the Cal's character is where there's some holes for me. Like even to the point where Cal was willing to murder them. Yeah, you pulled a gun. He's been beat, shot. So here's here's something that's interesting. So you build a character like Cal, whose entire life status is built out of some kind of uh financial power he has financial power and that makes him superior he gets everything he gets everything that he wants however it doesn't work that way in real life if you're alone and you try to act like that so you need to have some kind of enforcer around you so when you don't get what you want I got the big guy to scare you into getting what I want oh that's interesting like that is the character that they played he's a fragile non-foundational person like Mm -hmm. he doesn't have any foundation other than his money and that makes him feel like he's above everything and everyone treats me like he's above everything because he has money Mm. and he can pay for things and he can show you the good life like yeah he can afford really nice cigars and really nice brandy and like you can too so yeah we can be in this little social circle but But you can't buy love he doesn't actually have anything you know what i mean like he's got no character he's got no spine which is shown so apparently in the movie and that's why I think he works for and me. And he's ignorant. He's so stupid. Yeah, he's, he's dumb. So fucking like, he's stupid. a dumb person. Yes, very uh, something Picasso. Yeah, like that's just I'll never meant anything. Mark my words. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but Billy Zane as an actor works works so so well for me. Are we doing movie. our Billy Zane segment now? I mean, I'm we're here. We're talking about Cal the character. So let's why talk about doesn't Billy Zane. Billy Zane have a career after this? I don't know. I think he, he was more flee. of a model. Like his career was, was he? modeling, I think, before it was 
acting. I think he like dipped his toes into acting and maybe he was like, yeah, you know what? This schedule is not really for me. But like he had like, like big, big, I mean, big is probably a stretch, but he made some like well-known movies or he was in well-known movies in like there in the nineties. Zoolander and Titanic. That's it. He's in Tombstone. Dude, he was in Back he to is the in Future. Tombstone. He is in Tombstone. He's, He's in Cape Fear. Right. He's in The Phantom. Dead Who's calm. in Cape Fear? Not Cape Fear. Dead Calm is what I was thinking with Nicole Kidman. I never saw that. Femme Fatale. Um, Tombstone. You're right. He totally is in Tombstone. But then, like, I feel like after Titanic, it just never happened. And it's crazy because it's a springboard for Well, Kate Zoolander Leo, came after then, Titanic. Yeah, but what, why are you falling back on Zoolander? Yeah, like he's in Zoolander for like <laughs> forty <insane>. seconds. <laughs> I know, and it's fucking hilarious. But like, it just never happened. He was John Rolfe in Pocahontas Two: Journey to a New World. The the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. See. Again, I'm thinking maybe it was. The <laughs> I stand <schedule>. corrected. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was the schedule. Maybe he just didn't want the career. It's not that, that he couldn't nail I it. I feel like that's what it has well, to be hold because on. he is good. Hold on. You you say he doesn't have a career. He literally hasn't stopped working since he began. But He's nothing's been, in like been four or five movies every year. But nothing's been like a. I mean, like yeah, relevant. you're not you're not wrong. Maybe he's just got a bad agent uh, because he's clearly talented. He is, and he's but he sucks in this movie. Like he's, he's such a piece of shit. So he's such a piece reprehensible, of reprehensible. But like, he's so good at his job. He is though. He's good at this. Yeah, he and he's good. not like he's good looking. Like he, he should be an actor. He has all the qualities of somebody who would you, like be on a poster. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just doesn't happen. He was in Scorpion King Three: Battle for Redemption. I know that one. Didn't see that. Oh my god, that must have been horrible. <laughs> I think Randy Couture is in that. And, really, and the Ron other Perlman. Oh and Ron god. Perlman. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you really should have stopped at the first one. The Rock. It was great. That's it. Oh my that's god, it. that's it. A standalone another... <laughs> fucking hit Godsmack song, wicked fun movie. That's it. What did Leave we think it. of the unsinkable Molly Brown? My favorite. She's Your so favorite. Good. My favorite. Yeah. My absolute favorite. She's great. She is my fucking favorite. Kathy Bates is the shit. Kathy Bates is the shit. She's the shit. She's the best part of that movie. Probably the only redeeming. Like, all right. We'll walk it back again. Sorry. I was All right. To, I was about, hold on. Sorry. I was about to get a little. Take two. Yeah. I was about to uh, say some shit. But no, she is my favorite part of the movie. She is moral. She is like the moral orb in this movie. Like she is right. Like, yeah, she's got some money, but she's got one hell of a character. She is strong fucking character. She knows the world that she's in. Doesn't really like it, but I'm going to play. I can play. I have the money to play. And I'm not afraid of you. And I'm not fucking afraid of any of you. The I can she... fucking take you all. I can take you all. And she's the only one that stands up in the end of the boat. Like, the my favorite mm. line is, you're starting to scare me. I love when she says that because everyone's like, no, 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 we're not going back. We're not doing that. We're not where... We're good here. And she's looking around like, there's so much room. Those are your men out there. And when, when she says, you're starting to scare me, like, to me, I read that as, you guys are less than human. You guys are being fucking monsters right now. I didn't like, think like I didn't monsters. think I could ever see anything this this horrifying. Like I just watched a ship go down, and this is what I'm on a yeah. fucking tiny rowboat with. We can hear with. them screaming in the distance. You're scaring me. I can't believe people are like this. Well, and the and the cool thing about her character too is like the way that they look at her is what makes her great. When they're like, "Well, she's new money," it's like, "Yeah, she really is new money," and <laughs> she shows that too because she's like, "No, I'm also I'm a human." I come from like, somebody. She's like, "I'm not a puppet like you people are." She's like, "I'm not something that was made, you know, like because of what I have." Right. She had to earn it, and she probably came. I, she sounds like she came from like southern roots. I wonder who the unsinkable Molly Brown is. 
if she was real if or she's not. She's based off a real character. I don't think that was her real name, but. Margaret, I, I, no, she, yeah, Margaret Brown. Well, Margaret Brown, yeah, okay, no so yeah, it was. She was a socialite and a philanthropist, and she unsuccessfully encouraged the crew in lifeboat number nine to return to the debris field of the Titanic. Damn. Looks looks just like her, actually. No way. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Good casting. Wow. Great, great <laughs> casting. Great casting. Uh, but no, she's my favorite, and she also shows... Uh, a lot of humanity to Jack, which nobody except for the stowaways do. What did she say? Crew. What did she say? You're, You're about to get into a viper's nest, son. Yeah. What are you going to wear? <laughs> well, I was thinking this. You look like you're about my son's size. It's like, that's not how suits work. <laughs> well, you know, it did. That's a flaw that I have. It's like, that's not. Well, fun fact, they, they took it out of the original script, uh, or they cut it out of the final edit, but essentially uh, the backstory is she was supposed to be on her way to America to visit her son, and the suit was a gift for him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, how do you put? How do you bring that up in a in a three-hour movie yeah. already? Why would you? No, why would you? But Just, I like that. It's that's there. That's cool. An, another thing that they cut out was, uh, and this actually, I'm happy I learned this today. Uh, it's been bothering me for years. The uh, "Come Fly with Me, Josephina" that he sings to her when they're on the bow. Yeah, and then she's singing it on the door at the end when they're in the water. Um, apparently that was another scene that was cut. They leave the party in steerage mm. and they had been playing it and they're singing it to each other and laughing. There's like a whole scene based around that. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. What do we think about the steerage scene? That's honestly, you know, that's my favorite scene. The party? The party. That's a good one. It's easily my it's favorite scene. a really scene. good one. The soundtrack, the environment, the camera yeah, work, that the works. acting. That like, soundtrack just, works. It, it's so good. Here we go. Oh, it's so good. What was it? Uh, he's dancing with the girls. Like, you're still my girl. You're still my number one. You're still my girl, Cora. It's cool. So I think I love that scene, but I also love the scene before. I think my favorite scene is the formal dinner. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Like Jack's formal dinner at... To make it income. Yeah, well, right. Just like the confidence that he has and how every single thing that he says, the mother tries to like bash down and he's just like mm, no i'm good and like everybody around them even and like molly brown finally looks at her and is like oh that look what does she say she goes uh something so with and you light. find that type of rootless existence um appealing, appealing. And she, molly brown she's like mm. <laughs> and then well, yes ma'am i do yeah well I, I love that he actually gets the whole table to toast on like his words like well, he, I, he does turn the table well, I that. think that Rose, the older Rose, kind of narrates something to that effect. It's like they thought he was amusing. Mm. He was a bit of entertainment for them. Like, you know, mm. he was essentially like a dancing mouse sure. at the table sure. dressed up in a suit that night. Yeah, they'll entertain it. Oh, you like living under bridges. Well, to making it count. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I thought for a moment that he was a. Uh, All life's a game of luck. Yeah, I, th yeah. I, th I think he won him. I think he actually won him for a brief moment, like all the other socialites. I think for a moment he actually did win them. Yeah. Well, because they invited him to go for cigars and brandy afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, Cal was the only one that was like, yeah. you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That's mad gay. Don't do that. But I actually, so watching that, I don't think Cal said that as like a threatened thing. I actually think that in Cal's own fucked, warped mind, he's like, nah, eh, this little guy, he's like, yeah. He's like, you don't want to do that. He's like, I don't. I don't think he was threatened by him. I don't I, either. Because I think if I think it took a lot for him to finally realize that anybody could take something from him, especially someone of that of that class. 
Well, he didn't. I, you know, you brought this up earlier. He's like, uh, why would he kill, go and, you know, shoot them or try and kill them? It's like kind of an amalgam. You're, you're talking about why he would do that. It's because he had never had anybody say no or reject him in such a severe way that like at the end he snapped like no that's just such an extreme i don't i don't think he was threatened by jack in the least at that dinner party he saw it as an insult he's like you are making a fool of yourself and we all know it so you don't want to come and sit with the big boys while we smoke cigars anymore yeah don't do this to yourself anymore go back to your place and then it's like oh she just jumped off the lifeboat back onto a sinking ship for this guy like what world no, no, am no. I living in? No, no, no. So right after that is when he learns is when he becomes threatened. Cal becomes threatened right after that party because as he's doing cigars and brandy, as he's just dismissed the little boy, his fiance is going and having the time of her life, mm. like way more fun than this she's ever had in her entire life. And you get a little glimpse into that potential rage. It's nice foreshadowing when they have coffee the next morning. Fiance, my fiance. Flips the fucking table. Like, all right. So that that's good. That's good, Kate, right there. That's really good. She gets paralyzed with fear for a second. Then he walks away, and she just fucking crumbles to the ground as the maid's like picking it up. She's like, no, no, no. I can, I can help. I can help. And then crumbling. That whole that that little scene was like, oh damn, that was really good, Kate. That was really really good. The whole thing is good, Kate. Yeah, thank you. No, listen, I don't think that. Rose works in this. I don't think that Kate acting as Rose works in this. I love Kate a lot. Why don't you think that Kate works in this? It's yeah. just so obnoxious. It's Why just so obnoxious? fucking. But I think obnoxious. that's more writing than it is Kate. No, it's the way that she says things. It's the way that she fucking moves and <laughs> scoffs and fucking. That's her character, though. It's just so annoying. It's so I, I annoying. It's not it's Kate. So oh. annoying. <laughs> you, put, you have Gwyneth Paltrow do this, and she's doing the same thing. Yeah, maybe, but it was Kate. It wasn't Gwyneth, it was Kate. And I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. She did not work for me in this movie acting as Rose. She works for me a lot in a lot of other places. Didn't work here as Rose. It was obnoxious. Maybe it was the writer. Maybe it was the fucking writer. I'll tell you what's not working for me. (laughs) (laughs) That take. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's one of my hot ones. That's a hot take, brother man. (laughs) You know who sucks? That's my Carolina Reapers. Bruce Ismay. Actually, I'm gonna quickly. I'm. I'm. I was gonna let it go until the uh, heat check, but I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and make this argument now. I think he's actually my favorite character in this movie, and here's why. He, um, historically, did not apparently order them to increase speed. That was a fabrication. Really? Yes. Just to. Just for the movie? Well, it I I think, you know, if I were extrapolating out of what little and what I do know, it's probably in service of the disaster story. It's like, oh, let's add another thing to, you know, potentially burn down this house. Um, but I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But I think that uh he's so fascinating because the true history, or at least by many accounts from the Titanic of survivors who were on that boat that he got on, it was the kind of situation where they were loading that lifeboat and you would have had to go to the opposite side of the ship to get people to get on that lifeboat. And he kind of made a last like impulse decision. Like he, apparently the lifeboat that he got on within 20 minutes, the ship was sunk. So that's how, that's how close to leaving the boat he was. And apparently he got uh, berated by Hearst, uh, William Hearst uh, from Mank, that real character. Yeah, Um, He was a news tycoon and he skewed the story to make ismay look to be a coward 
And, you know, apparently Ismay lived with this guilt his whole life and just he suffered from depression and he like spends his whole life alone after that. So I think that it's interesting, like how much is could potentially be packed out of that one character in that one situation, especially when you uh, see how cocky he is. To oh, begin my with. God. Yeah. Freud. Is he a passenger? What is he, a passenger? <laughs> Make the morning papers. <laughs> A.E.J. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Blasteraw. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think that he's a I, I don't think he's a dick. I like he him. sucks in the movie though. Like yeah, now that I you're unpacking that... his real life, mm. he's a little more relatable, but like in the movie he's in the sucks movie balls. he's awful. Yeah, Fair in the enough. movie he sucks but he's only out for the tabloids, he's only out for his glory, he's only out for his architectural. Well, and then he doesn't go genius. down with his ship. It's a, no, yeah. but it's not his. Well, but even still, I mean, Mr. Andrews did it, and it's he's not, the you know, and the captain did it. Yeah, he's the captain. That's what is, I'm saying. Is that's May why he commissioned it. Yeah, and he should have. He should have. He should right. have. I could see why he could. I could see how he could talk himself out of it. It's like, no, I don't got to do that. I'm not the captain, nor am I the fucking builder. I just fucking said, hey, here's an idea, <clears throat> Morty. I don't have to get down there. Mm -hmm. no, and even um, who's the uh, who's the the higher up guy who like walks back into like the dining room and he's like, no, we'll sit here. You know, he's like, where's our Oh, he's great. He's like, I intend. He's to, like, I'm going down. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna go out looking fine. We'll take brandy though. Yeah, we'll take some brandy. I'd like oh. a brandy. <laughs> what was great though is when the water comes pouring in. They make it a point to go back to him sitting in the chair, all dressed up nice, and he's just fucking terrified, riddled with fear. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely riddled. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. That worked for me. The way that, however, they filmed. The water rushing into the ballroom and the stairs and like having all those people get fucking swept. However, they did that was fucking brilliant. Got any insight on that one? Yes, I do. Panama yes, Red. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so pool or something, right? It's 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 not an easy answer. Essentially, this was all like all of this uh, was filmed in separate pieces, separate Must have been. parts. It was, Must have been. It, it was filmed in so many different ways. But like for example, the uh, stairway set. When yeah, I'll take one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, so when they filmed the water coming through the twenty foot, uh, twenty four foot glass dome uh, down into the stairwell, where uh, anyway they they had to do that in one one take, but they had like a bunch of different camera setups because they had to. That was a pristine like they designed that specifically for that set, and they blasted it full of water. And apparently, one of the actors, the guy who played, uh, you must be with the Boston. Who is that? Boston Dolls. John Jacob Astor. John Jacob Astor, the guy who played that? that actor, he apparently went on record and he was saying how uh he was nervous because there was no there was no rehearsing this. That, oh, yeah. that water was coming into this set and we're gonna have to pretend like we're drowning. <laughs> That's um, nuts. But That's another, nuts. But another example is the dining room that they filmed, you know, the whole scene with Jacket at the ballroom with everybody when he's wearing the suit. Yeah. That set apparently was on uh, a gimbal. So what they did is they had the it whole on set? The that set was, yes, on a gimbal. So they designed the set. It was on a motorized gimbal in a pool. So when the scene, you know, you got uh, Jack, it's right after, it's like really when the ship is going down and they kind of show you these ominous shots throughout the whole building of like the water creeping up and the plates falling over. Mm. That scene, it's like this thing is on a gimbal 
And James Cameron would be like, all right, we're going to articulate it, go. And then it would slowly sink into this pool and all of the set dressing would just fall over as the water would rise. And then he'd be like, all right, we're going to reset. So they'd take it out of the water. They'd have to come in and sweep the carpet. They'd vacuum the carpet. They'd reset all those tables, chairs, and plates. Um, dry everything. Dry everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then here's another fun fact. So, you know, uh, there, there's a couple of shots where uh, it, we're, we're outside of the ship, but we're underneath the top deck. So it's kind of like a hallway that has exposed windows. Yeah. Um, they, it looks like they're at like a 45 degree angle and you see people falling. And, you yeah. Know, they're going like that. How they filmed that? It was flat. They tilted the camera in such a way to give you that angle. And what they did is in the life vest. They, they had a pulley? They had a pulley system, but they had roller balls. So imagine. Oh, cool. Yeah, like imagine like a Healy. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like oh, a yeah. Healy. It had, a, it had wheels in their shoulders and on their butts. So they would yank this cord, and then essentially there was a release mechanism so that they would just get enough momentum that they could stop them once they get out of the camera range. Oh, that's so cool. So like that's what I'm talking about. There are so many useful little, you know, tricks that go into this movie to make it oh that's enough so they didn't have a fucking slanted platform that straight up was just camera that was camera that's so that was cool. in camera action that is so fucking cool yeah well and especially when like you then again props to the fucking editor on this one man mm. the editor really made this fucking work made it seem very seamless but when you have that it does actually look like you like gravity is pulling on your shirt mm -hmm. or like you're going down versus across. Mm. So it was like, damn, that was fucking, that was cool. Dude, kudos to the whole uh, team that made this movie. Another example of just in-camera trickery was, you know, the scene where Rose and Jack uh, see Mr. Andrew for the last time, Mr. Andrews for the last time. And he's standing there checking the clock. Yep. <sighs> that was not. Uh, yeah. That, it's like tilted like that. That set was not tilted. They had the actors lean as if it was tilted. They had glassware on the mantle that was gelatin, and they molded it so it looked like the water or the drink in it was at an angle. And essentially in the wide shot, after Jack and Rose leave, and Mr. Andrews checks his watch, and then he goes to check the clock, mm. you see a glass come off. You know how they did that? They had a string, and they pulled it right pulled off. It and then they moved the camera with it to make it seem... Oh, that's so cool. How fucking Damn, cool that's, is that? That's some cinematic fuckery. <laughs> I like that. That's really cool yeah but man. i do like that scene I, I mean i fucking love mr andrews as a character he's one of my favorites he was an ambitious builder who was um, a good man a or good seems man that way. a really good man he was a fucking solid dude um he just had an oversight mm. he just had an oversight well, and in his that, character but, was ordered to do something. He technically built it to scale the way to it spec. needed to be. To you know, I mean, like spec, he didn't man. do anything wrong. He was just forced to overextend the capabilities of what he built. Well, not only that, but there was the whole idea of traveling irresponsibly. You know what I mean? It was the traveling irresponsibly in, you the know, iceberg-infested fucking waters. Well, that's not the irresponsible part. The irresponsible part is how fast they were traveling when there was no wakes. Sure. Um, and there was no moon coverage. Like, sure. That's the danger. You can sail your steamship through iceberg-infested waters, but the idea is that, okay, you need two things. You need light and you need, you know, some kind of a wake. That helps you, you know, gauge what's in the water. If you don't have that, it is advisable to go extremely slow sure you might come to port like two days late but at least you're not fucking titanic sure 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 <laughs> well, and sure, you should sure, also sure. have enough life lifeboats in case yeah it's a good idea 
That is a good idea, but you, you don't know? you don't want to take up the uh the the uh, the walking room. God know, forbid. The, God for fucking bed. The spit launch zone. Spli- <laughs> <laughs> plenty of space on there to put lifeboats. Plenty of space. Another good example of the CG, dude, like, I, quite honestly, like, I love the story about it. We can get back to the story if you'd like to pivot that way, but I'm really just fascinated by the craft of this movie. I think that it's so interesting and unique. Like, we're talking about the spit scene. The spit scene's great because, you know, of the story and the moment that it's being told. But even from, like, a technical standpoint, some of the shots they were getting, they're looking right down into a parking lot at the studio. They no CGI kidding. all that. That's cool. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool. It's beautiful. Back to the story. Back to the well, the story. spit actually comes back, and the spit plays a prominent role in the story later on when she spits in his eye. Yeah, she figures it out. She can finally do it. She can finally spit in that prick's eye. And um, you don't like the love story. No, I don't, but I like a lot of other things. Okay, fine. Um, Let's hear one. The things that I like? <laughs> yeah. I've been fucking saying a bunch of things that I like, you well, fucking assholes. You know, you, know what we haven't even, you know what we haven't even touched on yet? Yeah, Leo. Leo. We have not touched on Leo. I was we about to get there. Talked about I was about fucking, to fucking get there. Is that what you like? Well, I, I thought right maybe you were going to gonna say Fabrizio, but... <laughs> no, I was about to fucking get to Leo. I was about to get to the whole fucking arc of Jack Dawson, mm. of the Chippewa Falls Dawsons, mm-hmm. and how it's great. How it is fucking great. It was a fucking vagabond who got a lucky fucking hand, which was literally the end of his life. Mm. It was the luckiest hand he ever got that was the end of his life. And I think that that's a, that alone is a beautiful story. Just his story alone is a beautiful story. Mm. What do we think he brought to the table, like in the poker game? Like those guys gave up their tickets to Titanic. What did, and Jack the whole time talks about how he doesn't have $2 to his name. So like, what the hell were they playing? And I think that's, I don't know if Jimmy Cameron knows exactly what, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he knows yeah. how poker works, but you gotta have you gotta something, have to, put something to put up if, if they're wagering their tickets to America. Well, you he know, he probably put up Fabrizio. He's like, you see this little guy? <laughs> do whatever you want, he'll do whatever you want. But no, well, what, what, did he, what did he say to him? What did he say? He was like, you know, you gotta call your mother. Well, yeah, he says, you know, he's like, you got to call her and tell her that you're not going to see her for a very, very long time. Right. I wonder if it was like, I wonder if it was like, like, servant, like, we're we're putting up our our life, we'll be your servants. To Olaf and Sven? Yeah. But those two guys were going to America. Yeah, as workers. Or like as like, I don't know, were were they workers, you think? They looked of steerage class. I don't think Definitely that they were going to be affording Fabrizio and Jack Dawson. I don't think so. That's why that was the only thing I'm watching. I'm like, so hmm, I'm like, I see, point. I see six dollars on the table and two <laughs> cruise tickets to on Titanic to America. I'm like, yeah, that's a really Jack good must have been point. offering handies or something in the bathroom, or he was offering Fabrizio for he for was handies. Fabrizio's pimp. <laughs> you guys can have my mule. <laughs> <laughs> You're going with them. I don't want to get too much into it, but that was like a, a nitpick. I that's was a, like, that's huh. pretty good, though. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. And they make it just in time. I mean, you know, like you go to a fucking airport today. It's like you can't just get there when your plane's leaving. And like, but that's the other thing, too. Like, are they homeless? Where'd they get their stuff? Like, <laughs> wow, they're probably just, just vagabonds, man. He's vagabonds. like, he's like, Titanic leaves in what does he say? 12 minutes? Like, I'm no, like, no, mate. Titanic leaves in five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, shit. I don't and know that's probably like, I 
how do I want to phrase this? If I was that actor in that role, I would show this movie to my grandkids for years and be like, I was the one who told that, that Jack, that Titanic was leaving. Without me? He wouldn't have even gotten on that wouldn't ship. Wouldn't have known. None <laughs> of this <laughs> happened. Titanic I... doesn't sink without me. And it's such a beautiful, <laughs> it's such a beautiful close-up of him too. It's just, it's perfect. But then, um, I, I actually almost think Leo's overdoing it. You when, think so? When they first get to Titanic, I understand his excitement, but I do think like he, as the actor, is overdoing it a little bit. Interesting. But then, interesting. once his interaction starts, like once after he sees Rose the first time, oh. Leo is he's on man spot. He's on fucking in this on. Movie. Like I think that 1997 Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie was definitely a foreshadow of this is going to be one of the greatest actors of all time. Mm. Like not it wasn't Gilbert Grape, it was. The Basketball Diaries, and it was Titanic. Like, those were the two movies that was like, this is going to be one of the greatest actors of all fucking time. This was the coming out party of, like, not just acting. Star. Mm. It's like, star. Like, because Gilbert Grape, you could argue, in Basketball Diaries especially, you could argue actor, like, chops. Fucking But then, chops, like, when man. he when he does this, it's like, oh, okay, so this kid is A-list the, on top of being Everybody's calling actor. him. Everybody's yeah. going to call him. He can get any role he wants after this movie. Yeah. He can work with anybody. And he and he's turning down roles from here on out. Well, I think it, it's kind of you're you're saying it exactly right, but I want to kind of build off of what Ace was saying. It's like he did two, he did three amazing roles. What is this boy's life with Robert De Niro? It's like those three roles. Like mm -hmm. he cemented his reputation as like, oh, that kid can act. And then like Andrew's saying, it's like now he's a star. I feel like it was yeah, truly such a calculated move because I don't know if you guys know this, but he actually turned down Boogie Nights for this. He did. Yeah, I, I heard that. He turned down Marky Marks? Uh, no, he turned down Paul. Marky Mark was the runner up. No, that's what I mean. Like the R Marky Mark's role? Yeah, he was offered <sighs> Dirk Diggler. And like, you gotta you gotta hand it to him. Like, if if that's the if that's the case, He's not only a star, but he's a businessman. Like he knew where his career could go because he had the three movies, which I think we've discussed this before. Gilbert Grape should have been nominated. Like, yeah, he's he's incredible. He man. is Arnie. He was amazing. I think he should have been nominated right then and there. He's However, in Romeo and Juliet before this too. He was. Yeah, that was right after uh, Basketball Diaries and The Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Would you say that that may that would have been a star performance no. though? No, no, that's what no, I'm just no, saying. No, no, like no, he no, showed no. he showed off four times that he's like acting like. Yeah, but I think that his big ones were yeah. Gilbert Grape and fucking Basketball Diaries. I think yeah. that those were the two where it's like. Oh, this this guy's trouble. This and then guy it's funny because trouble. His next like three or four movies after this weren't that great. Uh, the beach. He's in the beach. Man in the Iron Mask. Like Don's, Don's Plum. Plum. Yeah, but, but then right he does gangs that, in New York. Gangs of fucking New York. And, and that's yeah. when it's that's when it circles back. And it's like, well, he, that's when him and Scorsese start right. to make the fucking like love pot. Of he, he needed a vehicle. He, he had like a, a weird transition. Well, he needed period. a guy. He needed a guy to fucking take him the way that uh, Scorsese and De Niro had their career. Like he, De Niro literally gave the torch to DiCaprio and be like, Hey man, here's my guy. Here's my guy. Who's going to do, we've already done great things. We're going to do greater things. This guy's going to do greater things and you well, should go with him. Well, go, come with us. Like, let's do this. Well, ironically enough, it was De Niro who recommended right. uh, DiCaprio to Scorsese. Right. That's exactly right. It's like, you got to see this kid. Mm -hmm. You really got to see this kid. And for good fucking reason. Like, like they've, they've both helped each other immensely in their careers. I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm 
I feel like I'm a better person because the aviator exists. Because <laughs> the, the aviator exists? I feel like I'm a better person because the departed exists. Like well, I these think movies that, that they were able to team up with, it's like, oh, thank God they found each other. Like, well, I think that like Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just they're just staples in cinematic history. Yeah. Like truly the the combination of Scorsese and De Niro and Scorsese and DiCaprio are literally like coming out swinging some of the last words in cinema mm. they are some of the last words in cinema are those as scorsese and then triangling to de niro and um dicaprio so i think if i could reel this back in i think that what i would say about this movie for leonardo is that i think it's, it was a calculated move i think it was a really well calculated move where he's like i get to work with another a-list director. I mean, fucking Jim Cameron at the time. He had, you know, the True two Lies and Terminator. Terminator under his belt. True Lies. He had a bunch of shit that I'm obviously blanking on right now. Um, but he was a Hollywood smash hit. So Leo yeah. probably saw this as an opportunity to be like, this guy's got an amazing track record. Let me hop on this and hit every theater in the world. Sure. Get my face out there. Let them fall in love with me. I mean, I don't know if it was actually that calculated, but God damn it, if he wasn't thinking about that in terms of his career... I would be hard pressed to think that. Man, I don't know. I just think it was the right time for him, like especially at the age he was. There's certainly that. Don't get me wrong. But I just I think mean, it's like, all right, I've done these things. Like I am a known actor now. I'm a legitimate known actor, and I've got a couple of home runs. So let's let's take on the big gun. Let's take on Jimmy Cameron. That's like, what I'm that's saying. Like gun. as 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 you're mapping out your career, gun. you're looking for plays. Yeah. You're looking for good plays to for make. sure. And, and it's like, this was his first home. Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> Morty. What have I done? What have I done here? No, but that is his that what this is his first big play. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's a good move. It put Kate Winslet on the map too. Did it? Really? Kate Winslet made this, right? But then there's like eight years where she kind of goes unnoticed. And then she has like little children. She has finding Neverland. Then she goes into the reader and revolutionary road. And it's like at that point right there, she's in like Meryl Streep category. I would sure. I would put her on par with Meryl Streep these days. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I do love So I mean as Kate much as Winslet. Leo Leo is the big winner from this movie, Kate Winslet holds her own. Well, here's what I would say. I mean, it's not like she's kind of in uh, that that aside, hold on. That aside, um what I would say is that Kate Winslet is actually I would say she was in a similar situation to uh, Leo at the time of taking this movie. I mean, she yeah. has Hamlet, Jude, and she has Sense and Sensibility under her belt and two other movies. I don't know what they are. Heavenly Creatures and A Kid in King Arthur. She was in A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Goddamn. Wow. Love that movie. Jesus, that's a throwback. Totally forgot about her. Holy I didn't shit. know she's in that. She plays Princess Sarah. Need to rewatch <gasps> that. I did know she Yeah. <laughs> Need to rewatch that tonight. Yeah, that's right. Nope. But my point being, uh, especially with nope. Hamlet, Jude, and Sense and Sensibility, those were like, you know, on par with what Leo was doing with Gilbert Grape and with uh, basketball. Basketball. And... It was kind of like independent films, but, you know, a little bit gritty. I mean, Hamlet was big budget with Kenneth Branagh, that fucker. You love him. Is that the love Mel Gibson him. one? No, it's the Kenneth Branagh one. No, no, he is it. <laughs> it's, it's Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh plays Hamlet. everyone, he, and he wrote it, not William Shakespeare. <laughs> oh right, Kenneth right, Branagh's course. Hamlet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you know these these were uh, at least noticed movies where she gets to play dramatic parts and kind of flex. And it's like Titanic. It's like you know it's power move in terms of again James Cameron. I'm working with him, and then she goes yeah. on to do Quills, Enigma, War Game. 
Uh, dude, Life of David Gale. That, so good. That changed a lot for me. That was such a good movie. And then Spacey. And then obviously, it. I think she, I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2004, she hit her stride, at least culturally, with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Yeah, Mind. that's the she big one. She is, oh man. She cemented herself her, for man. a lot of people in that movie. And then for it's like, sure. after that, it's like Finding Neverland, Romance and Cigarettes, All the King's Men, Little Children, Flushed Away, The Holiday. It's like big movies, Revolutionary yeah. Road. She yeah. then hit a point where if she's in something, it's probably going to be nominated. Mm. Like movie 43. Except for. No, that too. That got a Razzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, of course it did. Um, Her at the dinner with Hugh Jackman. And balls, his balls on his, on his neck. neck. So good. Never seen it. Oh, we should at least watch that scene before you leave eventually, tonight. Eventually, eventually. Before you it. leave tonight. Um, where let's, we... let's talk about the cat. Are we done? Was, do we want to dive in more about Leo? No, I don't think we need to. Because he'll come back around at the end, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think we're done with Leo, but I want to talk about how great the captain is. The, the captain? captain? The captain is so gentle in this movie, and, like, he's so likable, and you just want to, and you feel for him, you know, because you can yeah. tell that he knows what he's doing, and he, he's, he, he's visibly concerned with the ignorance of the people telling him what to do. Sure. Like most people who know what they're doing, taking orders from other people. Mm -hmm. Like most technicians and like true specialized skills people taking orders from people with like a higher status. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It and then like sense. when they tell him about the iceberg and he looks at Rose and he's like, ah, oh, nothing to worry about. It's like, he knows. Yeah, he does. And he's trying to keep And what cool. does he say to her? He goes, we're making great time. Like, you know, it's so empty. Well, not only that, but he, he also looks at her and thinks like, "You just want to get there on time, right? Like, you're you're a socialite. I know where you come from. I I've seen your quarters. I've seen like where you hang out in this ship. Like, you don't care for this stuff. I know you don't. So let's let's ease your little mind, little bird, and you go and have fly fun. Fly. Yeah, you fly go fly. have fun. Yeah, that that's that's what I think. I I. I don't know who I was saying this to the other day, but it took me a long time to wrap my head around what he does at the end. Um, when he goes into the, the yeah. watch quarters and then yeah, just I, takes I, I know it, it just I, hangs on. I know it seems takes obvious, it. the captain going down with his ship, but you know, at the time that I saw this, Jesus, it came out in what, 98? I would have been like six, seven years old. It's a horror movie. <laughs> no, it's not a horror movie, but I Disaster. was like, I don't know why he wouldn't try and go for a lifeboat. So, you know, fast forward to like when I'm in high school and I'm like watching the movie again. And I'm like, that's what it means to go down with your ship. Like he Fucking feels right. He feels that guilt. Um, and I love how Cameron uh, films it. It's like not only do you get the sense that he feels the weight of what he's done, but then you actually see it crash in on him. It literally crashes in. And it's beautifully done because... Again, another thing, and I advocate this all the time. I was just going to say the sound mixing in that. I right? advocate for this all the time in editing, stripping away the Nat sounds mm -hmm. and let the score take the intensity of no, the No, it image. does the opposite, though. I, I hate to no, cut you doesn't. off. No, it doesn't. No, it does the exact opposite because up until that moment, you're hearing the do, do, do. You're hearing the quintet, and then you're hearing the screams over the quintet, and then that whole montage ends when they land in the uh captain's uh, and then there's the explosion the water comes through and it smashes the fucking glass and shit yeah but the music ends before that it ends when you see him yeah you, you see that creeps. it's filled up and then you hear <sighs> and right. then they cut from that to the dun, 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 and everybody's screaming on the deck yes but it is leading up to that it yes. is it is leading up to that that i love in movies when they strip away the 
the sounds mm-hmm. and they let the the score like paint the picture for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you you are correct. You are right. Right when he gets in there, there are the creaks, and then it does just have that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are right. Yeah, this guy. Um, yeah. So I like the captain. I th- I think um, that actor. What is his name? Uh, Bruce he- Dern. No, <laughs> no. He plays my favorite king, uh, King Theoden. Um, that's Theoden King. That's Theoden King. Yeah, uh, Bernard Hill. Bernard Hill. Yeah, he's so good in this movie. Why do you come here? Anyway, other movie. Um, any other side characters we want to talk about? I mean, I like Billy. Billy. Oh, Tommy. Tommy, thank you. Fucking asshole. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, I think he's a great side character. Fabrizio, he's a pretty good side character. Do you make any money with your drawings? Hi. 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 I'm Tommy. Oh. <laughs> Tommy and Ryan. Tommy and Ryan. Tommy and Ryan. <laughs> Jack Dawson. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, forget about a boil. <laughs> Should be like angels coming out of your arse. Arse. <laughs> one thing, one thing that infuriates me is. is how frequently Rose says Jack's name. Yes. No, Jack. I can't, Jack. I couldn't possibly, Jack. I'm it's like, it's a punctuation. Ah, it's shut it's not up. Only a period, but it's also a comma. I'm like, he knows his goddamn name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only a period. It's a comma. It's an exclamation point. It's a question mark. <laughs> that drove me bananas. Fucking insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I agree. That fucking annoys me. Um, Hurry, Jack. Hurry, Jack. Hurry, Jack. Oh, that God. part like scares me. <laughs> I'm sitting there on my I bed, the keys. watching it at like 4 p.m. and the sun's still out, and I'm just like, "Oh God!" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I can't." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the electricity starts to flicker. I'm like, "I'm mm. like, I'd shit myself." Like, all right. So that whole scene, like after she frees Jack from the shackles, also not believable. Well. What's not fucking believable? What is do you mean? Like how... that she found him five levels down by yelling, "Jack, Rose!" No, what's not believable is that how she found an axe. I'm already well, that she found an axe. What's not believable is that she hit the chain dead middle, right, on one swing in the water. Are you really going to introduce? Are you really water? at this point in after the movie, missing four straight spots? <laughs> hold on, he's like, hold on. Let's do a little target practice, Rose. And then he's like. Good, Good enough. enough. <laughs> Good Are you enough. telling me that we're going to introduce Jack bleeding out in the middle of a frozen disaster movie? For historical <laughs> context, <laughs> yes. At least the thumb. At the, least the You're going to cut off Jack's thumb? At least the thumb. At the fucking he very least. He just drew her with that thumb. thumb. He cut. just drew her with that thumb. Even more tragic. <laughs> Let's talk about that scene. Before we do, I want to introduce another fun fact. Apparently, uh, Cameron drew it. No, no. He did do that. No, that's well, accurate. He did do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, the fun fact is that apparently when they first met, she was like, well, I, he's going to see me topless eventually. Let's just break the tension now. So she flashed him. That was their first scene together. That was their first scene together. Was that? It was their first scene together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that you're blushing, Mr. Artist? Do you think that that was actually Leo being like... Oh, you think that's improv? The improv... Well, it wasn't improv. It was uh, apparently a mistake that James Cameron kept it in the film. Uh, he goes, uh, just go to the, the bed, the, <clears throat> the couch. That was actually a mess up on Leo's part. <laughs> and C- Cameron was like, well, that works. <laughs> that's capturing lightning in a bottle. Oh, that's good stuff. That yeah. is good stuff. I do. I do wonder though, like if if like the close ups on him, like drawing, and Kate just fucking with him, like on her close ups, 
No, I think that, I mean, I would imagine just based off. You no, know, of, in the script. Sure. I'm sure it's in the script, but I wonder if the playfulness back and forth was like because of that situation. No, I was going to say based off of, you know, what, what we do in the industry, it's naturally like, you know, that's an insert. They probably just got the insert last of Cameron doing that. So no. everything that was played against each other, that mm. was probably actually Leo. That's, that's, you, yeah. All right. You like, yeah. All right. So like. It was just for the first time you're working with this person. It's like, all right, I got to draw them naked. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you think? Do you think he drew like a little stick figure with just like giant fucking balloon tits? And just... Probably. I like. I like what you showed me. He sent me a meme one day, and it's three shots. It's uh, it's when they're sitting on the deck, and he's showing her the paintings, and it's her looking at it. You see her looking at it. They cut to an insert, and it's Calvin Candy fucking someone, and then they reverse it, and it's Leo with the big grin on his face going. <laughs> we'll put that on instagram oh that's fucking funny that's real yeah. funny um yeah so first celebrity boobs uh actually i'm gonna i'm gonna make a bold statement i've told this to very few people and now i'm telling it to the public yeah these were the first set of boobs i fell in love with fell in love with yeah not even just seen no not no. even just lust fell it in was love, love? fell in love with because you know it's 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 rose it's kate it's kate that's <laughs> what it is it's kate winslet it's not that it's rose it's beautiful. kate <laughs> beautiful beautiful tits man beautiful beautiful tits beautiful and the tits. whole situation it was like you know this this just works well and the fact that you yeah. it's a pg-13 movie so like you're watching you're like whoa, whoa 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 well yeah as a kid seven years old i'm like I, I'm watching it alone. I got the double VHS set. Oh, this yeah. is like Everybody's 20 minutes. VHS. This is first VHS. This is, this is first VHS 20 minutes before the changeover. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is three in the afternoon. Should I be watching this? <laughs> it's seven years old. Yes. But then you're like, but then you're like, yes, this is what I need to watch right now. And then now. that hand. <laughs> 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 and you're like, that was egregious. Like, huh, that was fucking huh, egregious. Watching on? that, and then all of a sudden, it's like really sweaty in there, and I'm like watching it with my dad, and I'm like, "What are they making Sorry, soup?" Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pop. Oh fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh gosh, love Kate. Yeah. she's so good in this. Yeah, not really, but she's uh, she's great everywhere else. Still haven't convinced him. No, yeah, she's great everywhere else. Um, and anyway. you're not budging on it being the character. I mean, fuck, fine. If you need that, I do. I hate the character. I don't hate Kate. I hate the character. And actually, fucking... now that you've said that, I feel better. I, I was thinking that. I was Good. like, that's what we've been Good. saying for Good. an Great. hour. And... I feel better. Yeah. Great. I'm happy that you guys feel better. Um, what else do we want to talk about about this movie? God, I could literally, I could literally go on. <laughs> My heart. My heart will go, go on. God, I bet it will. <laughs> Um, um, do we have anything else? Um, Lois, um, you, um, killed, um, Lois. Um. I, I mean, I, I suppose we could get into the categories. The categories I feel yeah. like that would help dictate, uh, some things that are on my mind. All right. Oh, hold no. on. Wait, wait. Um, oh, now you want to get into oh, more oh, general. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, all right. Let, let's get back into the, like the panic of the, of the ship. Let's get into like everybody loading onto the lifeboats. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Like everybody like trying to run for the lifeboats and Very women so. and children first and making that decision for women and children first. Yep. I love it all. Yeah. That that's cool. Who, who's the cat that, uh, you know, the first guy to draw a gun. Murdoch. Is it Murdoch? Oh wait, no. 
No, it's not Murdoch. I don't know that guy's name, but Yon Crawford. No, it's not Yon him either. Crawford. It's not him either. But apparently, that was improvised. James Cameron was just the like, uh, yeah. He, no shit. Uh, apparently, he armed him. He was like, "This is what your character would have, and I'm gonna get them to create chaos. You need to make order." That's what you need to do in this scene. That was his directive. Oh, and very apparently, interesting. Apparently, they ran through the scene, and he comes out with, Step back, or I'll shoot you all like, like dogs. dogs. Keep order, I say. And then appara- apparently, they cut, and Jim Cameron comes up to him. He's like, do that exactly like you just did it. He goes, what did I just do? <laughs> like, he was so playback? in it that he was just. The gun's not loaded at that point, right? No. No, I didn't that, think he's, so. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Not- that's not even the guy that shoots. Yes, it is. You're. Th- are you thinking of the guy that shoots? No, a it's person? Ian. It's Ian Gruff. Yeah, it's. That's not the guy that. Shoots. Oh no! Are you talking about shoots in the air or shoots a person? Shoots Tommy. Shoots Tommy Ryan. That's Murdoch. That's Murdoch. Because yeah. then he steps back and, and shoots, shoots himself. himself. So no will. Salutes. Yeah, his name's Will Murdoch. Yeah. yeah, and he's the one who Billy Zane tries to bribe, even though that guy's gonna die. Yeah, he's, he's like, like he has all the money, money in the world. He's like, what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> you know, that was the one moment in the movie where I was like, mm, this feels like a movie. And it was the it, there. There's a tracking shot of Murdoch and Billy Zane, and they're walking towards the camera. And it's a walk and talk. Bill, Billy Zane goes, uh, he goes, Mr. Murdoch, I have a proposition for you. And just before they exit frame, he goes. Like, like it's it's just so over dramatic. He whips his head towards him as if it was like the punctuation, yeah. like like an actor moment. It's and believable though. It's well, it's because it's Billy Zane. <laughs> it's Billy Zane. Well, how much money do you think he stuffed in his pocket? Probably three grand, four grand, five ten grand, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand. That was a lot. That's a big wad of money. Yeah, I mean money. that's a long time ago too. I that's don't know. A big wad of money. Well, just just uh, I don't know. Just to put it in perspective, I w- I was doing some research. Uh, the the estate the suites that they were staying in, that would have cost them like four to seven grand. Then. Then. And for- It's like steerage, $38 million now. For, for, for steerage, <laughs> no, it would have been like 72,000. Oh, it would have been like 72,000 for Jesus them to stay on that Christ. boat. And the people down in steerage, they were paying $35 for a ticket and a single cot. Damn, I could totally afford that. Yeah, so like I, I can afford to die. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility for Hawkley to throw ten grand at Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Probably not. I don't think he had time to count it. Nah, he just I like, got a pocket full of money. Get How about the line? I wish I kept that painting. It'll be worth a lot more in the morning. Mm. Who said that? Cal to Rose. Yeah, Cal stuck it right in the safe. Oh, I can't wait. When, till we get when to Rose my finds lines. out that Cal that he. Put him in the fucking st- like in he shackled him. Mm-hmm. She's like, unimaginable bastard. You'd be a whore to a gutter rat. A gutter I'd rather rat. be his whore than your wife. Oh, bro. Him, him. A gutter rat. <laughs> Tr- gutter rat. Lovejoy. I think a twenty will do. <laughs> twenty is that, that the, the going, going rate for saving the woman you love? Rose is displeased. <laughs> Please. Why don't you join us for dinner to recount your heroic tale? We can regale our group. <laughs> Categories. Categories. Did it work? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Still does. Still does. Will for a while. Yeah, I think it works. I think it works. Uh, despite all my complaints with it, despite uh, what I don't like about it, it works. It does work. Uh, movie or film? Film. Let's move on. Theater or on demand? <laughs> it's fucking theater. 
Yeah. It's fucking theater. It's Jim Cameron. It's, Jim Cameron. it's, Lin- it's Leo. It's fucking uh, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. Celine. Bill- Billy Zane. Fuck off. Kathy Bates. Francis Kathy Fisher. Bates. That's the mom. Uh, okay. Oh, is- I always blank on her name, but she's in so many. She's good in all of these, too. Who stole the movie? <sighs> Billy Zane. Kathy Bates. Hmm. Kathy Bates. I think that that's valid, dude. I'm not gonna fight you on that, but I I, I disagree. But I'm not gonna fight you on it. That I that's valid. Kathy fucking Bates. I think it's Billy Zane. Kathy fucking Bates. Yeah, you later. Brock love it. <laughs> Actually, hold checks? on. Anybody got any heat checks? Hold on. Before we get to the heat checks, I would like to do an honorable mention. Uh, fucking Brock love it. I mean, come on. He's the whole jumping Pax. Billy Pax, man. He he did really nicely because he didn't Billy Pax. Uh, he he did not get a chance to go full Billy, Billy Pack. He, he did go not full, get a chance. He went more Will Patton. He did go yeah. more Will Patton. He went more he Will really Patton. Did we should have an Will award <laughs> called the Will, Will Patton, Patton <laughs> Award. Like, <laughs> well, for, wait, wait. for someone who typically overacts in whatever movie we and watch. We should have but, a Billy Paxton Award for somebody who usually overacts, overacts but yes. underacts. Yes, yes, I like yes, this. Yes, yes. Oh, this is fucked up. We gotta we gotta figure out these parameters. When we figure out these parameters, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get back to you. I think we just figured them out. The old lady gets a heat check too. Old lady gets a heat check. Oh, uh, hold on. I don't want to just refer to her as an uh, old lady. What was her name? Her name's Gloria Stewart. Thank Gloria you. Stewart. Thank you. Oh, another fun fact. She was 87 at the time they filmed this, and they had to, all of that you see on her face and her hands, that's prosthetics. No shit. They had to old, they had to old age her. Wow. They had to make her, make her look like she was 100, and then ironically enough, she died when she was 100. No shit. Yeah. Good Lord, man. She was old. Yeah, she used to hang out with the Marx Brothers. Yeah, really? Yeah. Carl and uh, 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 Harpo and uh, and Carl. Not Carl. <laughs> I, wait, is it Carl? No. <laughs> anyway, Was there a Carl Marx brother? <laughs> my heat check. My heat check goes to Victor Garber. Is my heat check? It's good. Also, like Susie Amos is just like randomly in this movie. She's the one who plays Edie in Usual Suspects. She's um oh yeah, she's the granddaughter. Yeah, she's like in a lot of movies, and she just randomly was like, yeah, I kind of want to be in this bit part. For, like, she eight screams nineties to me, very nineties. Yeah, yeah, good point. Like she found her good niche point. in that time period. Yeah, she never did like anything after that. Not that I'm aware of. When I first I like when I remembered this movie, I thought it was Laura Dern. I know I've been like saying Bruce. How Dern. dare you? I, I thought I thought it was Laura Dern when I first like was remembering the movie. I haven't seen it since I was fucking like. She was too busy doing Jurassic Park and shit. I was an adolescent last time I saw this movie. Groucho Marx, not Karl Marx. You douche. That's communism. <laughs> yes, I know. That's why it was funny. But and it's when funnier I saw now it, that it took me that long to figure it out. Groucho. Groucho. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's not fucking Laura Dern. What the hell am I talking about?" Anyway. Yeah, we're uh, who's um, favorite line in the movie? Hold on, hold on. Did we do heat checks? Are we done with heat checks? Did you give yours? Uh, Gloria Stewart. Oh, oh, mine's mine. Mine's Esme. Okay. Witty. (laughs) New. New. Born. Born. (laughs) Esme. Huh. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, but put the ship. Why is he your favorite heat check? Because like we know why you like his real life, but like. Jonathan this guy Hyde sucks in the movie. 
Why does he suck? He's got so many. Why is he suck? I'm asking. Why does he suck? I think he's got a lot of great lines. I think that he serves as a foil to the rationality that Victor Garber is bringing forward. Um, you know, he he represents this absurd idea of what well, the ship can't sink. Like, and he states it very distinctly. I assure you, sir, it can. It's made of iron. <laughs> She's made of iron. She's sir. made of iron. Sir. I assure you, she can. Yeah. I, I, I like his character, and I think that it's, again, I I like to find these small moments in movies that could be built on bigger, and I think that there's mm. a lot to say about him getting on that lifeboat. And then there's a lot to say about, you know, again, I I, I said this in relation to something that you brought up earlier, but good, good on Jim Cameron. He follows through with storylines. Mm. It's nice to see Ismay on the lifeboat later. He's distraught. He's clearly going He's through He's not something. doing well. He's humbled in relation to the character that we met at the beginning of this For movie. For sure. For sure. In very little screen time, he has a full story. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. I didn't actually think about that. But. It's an odd heat check, I, I admit. But I, I think, again, I, I acknowledge a lot of it was spurned by the fact that I did do some external research about the actual person. But I, I, I like the character within the movie for that very reason. So now I think that we, we are we are not restricted to the movie itself. <laughs> we are not restricted to it. Whatever research you bring to the table is fair game, man. That's high praise. High praise. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite line in the movie? Who's got a favorite line? Dude, there's so many. I, I think. See, I had one, and then there was three weeks that went by after I fucking watched the movie, and I forgot it. That's so also you clearly, so you clearly don't Titanic. <laughs> No, I rest of my life. That's what I do. <laughs> Dude, this is... I put the diamond That's my favorite coat. coat. I put, put the, the coat, coat on her! <laughs> what could one. possibly be funny? $70 million. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's so many good lines in this. Like, it, like there's so many random lines that I like. Like, I even like when they Ever just... Ever been to Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> like, I even like when they cut into uh, Molly Brown and he comes drunk and he lights a fire. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know the context of it, but I like the way you delivered it. It's funny. I'll repeat it. Um, I like the Freud one when she's like, are you familiar with Dr. Freud? Well, Freud says, blah, 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 blah. Freud. Is he, uh, the passenger? 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 <laughs> well, Freud says... There's a lot of good lines. <laughs> There's so many good lines. Yeah, most of my favorite lines come from Kathy Bates. It's either you're starting to scare me or, oh, hell, Kelly, you going to cut her steak for her too? Mm. Chew her meat for her? Or something like to that effect. Mm -hmm. Any Anything, like my favorite lines come from Kathy Bates. She's the fucking shit in this movie. Billy Zane's also got a lot of good ones. I, I, I particularly like, Dawson, you could almost pass for a gentleman. Extraordinary. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, one issue that I had is when he kisses Rose's hand, and he goes, I saw that on Nickelodeon once. Nickelodeons weren't in invented then? Wait, what? Is that what your Did is? anybody else pick up on that? No. He grabs Rose's hand, kisses I saw it, that on and said, I saw once? that on a Nickelodeon one. I don't know if a Nickelodeon is like a code name for like a... Like no, a, a Nickelodeon is a type of viewing. It's essentially... How would I describe this? The way I understand Nickelodeon would be it's uh, it's a small projection. And you can literally pay a nickel, and you you put your face. Then to that it. makes sense. Then, it's, I'm it's sure essentially he did that. it's essentially like one a penny of, show. It's a penny show. It's movies, but then again, uh, Nickelodeons were available on a large screen format in 1905. When was the Titanic? Oh, it's like a jukebox. 1908. It's 1918, box. something like that. 
Either 1908 or 1912. Because that was the same week that the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth. Okay. Cool. Well, Great. You know, there's that. That's a fucking big deal. Isn't That's why it sank. Is it still a big deal? Yeah. It's why it sank? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. Yeah, wow. On Nickelodeon is that. It's like a literal like movie jukebox. Because when I heard him say that, I was like, I don't think Nickelodeon was around then. No, oh, actually, Nickelodeon is a thing. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack this away from the Nickelodeon. I'll I'll, I'll tell you one that's not like offhanded or funny that I really I really like. It's um you what jump is it? you jump I jump. Oh, you fuck. And here's why. There's context to it. If I'm a bird, you're a bird. I can see where you're going with that, but that was not as well delivered. It's the or same well... fucking thing. No, I understand. But here's here's a little context for you. Apparently, that line was ripped. So, you know, the two people who were in the bed, you know, the old couple and you see yes. the water rushing under them. Yes. Apparently, those are based off of uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. I think it was the people that ended up. Uh, it was two store owners like think Macy's or think Filene's or something like that. Apparently the two, the, 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 the founder and his wife, they were on the RMS Titanic. She went to get on the lifeboat and she wouldn't get on because he couldn't get on. So that scene where you see the two of them in the bed together is supposed to be representative of them. And again, something that was cut from the movie, they filmed a scene showing that. So apparently the true history is those two people they ripped that line right from them. No she, kidding. She wouldn't get on the lifeboat. And, he, you know, you got to go. You got to go. And she got off. And she's like, you jump by, you know, where you go, I go, was essentially the sentiment. Sure. So sure. I, You're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. Why? Why? <laughs> nah, that was great. That that's was a great get, moment. That's a great moment. And you like that? The you like that? <laughs> yes, I did. You fucking cunt. Now she's <laughs> looking up at both of them. Mm-hmm. And the firework going off in the background. Yeah, mm. yeah. I thought that was a great fucking scene. That was a great moment. That was also a really nice uh, and soundtrack. And then Cal comes around with a gun. The soundtrack when she gets capping. off the boat that you kind of hear the cha 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 cha. With the my heart will go on. Yeah, yeah. That that ace, isn't that ace loves? It's so yes. good. Yeah, it's so good. What's next? Uh, what would you do differently? Nothing. Nothing. I would do a, a couple things differently, but nothing that I'm going to air here for fear of um, you know assault. I would do nothing. I don't even know how. Like, what I, do you do? Belt would do nothing. Belt well, would do no, nothing. No, here, here's here's what I would say. I don't know. Like, I can't wrap my head around how they filmed the fucking thing. Like, I've seen a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, and I'm still like, don't know how you piece all this together. Yeah, I, how I, do you do that? So, like, I give it credit to James Cameron. It's I like, don't even know what. I'm I not going to tell you what to do. No, I'm never going to tell apparently, you. Apparently, apparently. Neil Tyson told him what to do. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Correct. So there's this Of course great, he would. So there's this great story <laughs> that when uh when Rose is looking up to the sky and they show like the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh Neil went uh I, I remember it was a premiere or like an anniversary of the movie. Neil went up there and said to cameras like, "Hey, you know, you got the uh, where they would be at that time, the stars that you're looking up at, that's that's not correct." And uh, James was like, oh, Neil, thank you for saying that. You know, the the rest of the movie and the insane budget and the fact that it made this much money back, you're right. That definitely ruins the movie. <laughs> <laughs> However, 
Did he fix it? In the remaster. Oh, of course he did. He fixed it. It was probably like a, 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 it, a thorn in James Cameron's... It itched his fucking temple. He was like, oh... That son of a bitch. I was so good to detail. I was so right with it. I was and so fucking right. Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson called me out. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to fix it. Men from Greece. <laughs> Men from Greece. And he fixed it. He totally fixed it. Well, good on him. It's nice when you are you know can admit that you're wrong and have the budget to fix it. <laughs> yeah, when you can actually fucking go back and fix the damn thing. I mean, James Cameron hasn't been working on the next three avatars for the past 10 years, so Oh, God, that guy's, that guy's literally fucking Hughes in the aviator working on Avatar. Yeah, except he has the track record to pull it off, whereas Hughes didn't. No, he didn't, but James Cameron is sitting naked in a theater with a beard and long hair watching and a bunch Avatar. Of, and a bunch of piss-lined milk bottles <laughs> yeah. in a room being like, Avatar. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna, gonna get, get it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna skip the budget estimation because we seem to know it. Uh, who is this movie for? Everyone. Everyone? Every person? Every person that likes movies? Yeah. Any Like, if you were to... If someone didn't know what a movie was and you gave them a list of movies, this would be one of the movies on the list for like average consumer, not Actually, for movie buffs. That's but a really for good like question. Somebody who does not watch <clears throat> movies and has not watched movies, like, is this something that you could tell them in cinematic storytelling um, format? Is this one of the movies you'd show them? It would yep. be in the, my 10. Yeah. Okay. I could get with that. I could get with that. If someone said, like, okay, this is a brand new person on earth. Uh, you want the evolution of movies. You're a new person on Earth. You want to know the power of movies. This is a good starting place. Good place to be. Like this, this would be in the in the pit, in the like in the bin of movies to watch. I was about to say, you said pit. You framed pit this whole movie bin. wrong. <laughs> pit as in bin. He has a couple that probably would be. Maybe yeah, Terminator. Maybe. Yeah, Terminator, Terminator Two, rather. Well. well and yeah. I think Avatar probably would be too. Avatar is incredible. It is. I know it's not for me. I don't I like don't it. I don't think it's... you need to watch. A I don't think you need to watch Avatar. You come out swinging. I don't think you need to watch Avatar. He's feeling hot. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you feel as. I won't fight you on that because I'm not like strong in the conviction that Avatar would be in it. I'm just saying it. It, it needs to be mentioned. It could be. I mean, sure. You want to. You want to really get into the technical aspect and story and fucking like digital like world building. Building like real life. That's like a CGI. ground. It's pretty groundbreaking. Smash yeah, it. it's super yes, groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. Yes, it is groundbreaking. But it but also do you it, need it. Do you need it for it the launched a, a whole new movies. era of movies to be made? You know, I mean, sure. Like, it's the reason One, why we two, have Marvel. Three, four, five, it, it, that's six, exactly seven, right, though. It's so the I mean, reason why we have Marvel. If you're introducing yes, someone right. to films, then I mean, that's you know, that's a that's a factor. Movies like that are revolutionary, guys. All I'm gonna say is that from '82 to 2009, he's made ten films. Yeah. And with the exception of Piranha 2. <laughs> no, that's on there. They've all no, been. No, it's on there. It's on there. They've all Piranha been pretty. Two. Pretty, 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 pretty good. True right. Lies. True Lies, Terminator 2, The Abyss, Aliens. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Dude, I mean, do you know his pitch for this? Yes, I think I've told you yes, this. Yes, if yes, I haven't yes, uh, said yes, this on the yes, podcast yes, before, yes, I, I, this is my favorite story about making a sequel. Yep. He essentially goes to the producers and he goes, check this out. Ready? And he writes alien onto a whiteboard. And yep. then he goes, you ready? And he puts an S. And he goes, that's the movie we're making. And they go, we're in. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Dude, he has mastered the pitch. What does the sequel look like? 
Oh, Titanic? Titanic? Yeah. Um, the sequel to Titanic is, is Rose's... Told... <laughs> it's Rose's Ro funeral? It's Rose's funeral. <laughs> or it's like, what are the guys who found Titanic up to now? Like, what have they dove into since then? No, the, the sequel to Titanic is Brock Lovett having seen her throw the diamond off the boat, and he goes after it. It's Brock he Lovett. He does a big dive into the ocean. It's Brock Lovett in old... No! Brock Lovett, old Rose in a car, and you see Rose... <laughs> old Rose is dead, though. <laughs> old Rose is so dead at the end of this. She dies. Hey, he said that's, that's not fun. true. He said that's not necessarily true. That was a person... he? Jim. Hold he on, but I, I'm glad that you brought this up. This is a really nice way to maybe potentially wrap this up. Um, I personally, I know Jim says no. I personally think that she died. Yeah. I, I, I think that this is the final. Yeah. She needed to get that because she even says it. She says it. It was a dreadfully heavy thing. And it's like she's almost been carrying the weight of this story and this sure. experience around with her. And yeah, she finally a husband and, you know, and she a finally wife, lets it go. Getting into pottery. <laughs> she lets it go and she's able to peacefully drift away. Can we talk about what a narcissist Rose is? She's laying in that bed at 130 years old. She only has <laughs> pictures of herself. Like, yeah. She literally has six yeah. pictures just of yeah. her. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, and then like she had like eight kids with her husband, but no. then when she dies, there's Leo. <laughs> Like yeah, what exactly. like what happened her to first the love. what happened her to the rest love. of her life? It makes her feel guilty. Her first love. She has eight <laughs> pictures of just her. No grandkids, no kids. Like who travels with it's that? Her youth. She needs to remember her youth. I and love she how she alive. travels with her fishbowl. She felt alive. What's the next category? Doesn't That's exactly it. travel like, does That's she? It. Who could Mark Wahlberg play in this? Leo. No. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Fabrizio. We're going on the Titanic. Kid. He could play Tommy. Oh, yeah, he totally could play Tommy. Hey, like, Tommy legit. Ryan. Hey, Tommy Ryan. From How's Boston? your mother? Boston Irish. <laughs> no, 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 but imagine if he actually played. Imagine if it actually got punted over to fucking. Like, all right, so. Reverse these roles. Yeah, like, reverse fucking. If Leo was Dirk Diggler and Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg was, was Jack Dawson. Yeah, let's fucking do that. Discussion. You know what's kind That's of funny, awesome. though? Like, Mark Wahlberg's upbringing is almost more believable of, like, yeah, the this character bond. of Jack yeah. Dawson. Do you mean like, Marky Mark? Yeah, yeah, and his funky bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Austin Markey, man. Are we doing cool. this? Is that the sequel? I think that would be kind of cool. Titanic 2? That or let's tell the whole story with like fucking 1997 Mark Wahlberg and see what happens. Well, you know, living under a bridge. Huge dick. Like. That's so bad. That was a prosthetic. No, you knew been, that. It could have been worse. To make each day count. You know? To make it count. <laughs> you got anything yeah, well, a little bit know. better than this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go, Cal. Here you go, Cal. I got a lighter. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I'd like to draw. I don't make a lot of money. She's like, she's like pretty great up there. As soon as she, she took her robe off, he'd be like, oh. <laughs> You, I'm gonna you, pound her out. You, you must have had a love affair with this woman. Oh, you know, she was a one-legged prostitute. <laughs> do you mean did we do it? Did we do? It? Hate to disappoint you, Mr. Bodine. All right, now hold on. What would Leo as Dirk Diggler do? Probably Everything. kills it. Yeah, he'd probably kill it. Like we can't even make fun of that. I'm a fucking star. I'm a fucking star. He pro that movie's probably darker. I mean, which is dark already. With Leo? Like, yeah, it's I think a dark movie. It's well, a dark it becomes, movie. It literally becomes Basketball Diaries, too. I was just going to say becomes it becomes Basketball, basketball Diaries, diaries too. four years later when yeah, he's yeah. 21 and doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> right, right, mm -hmm. right, right. That would be cool, though. 
Uh, that's all I got. That's all you got? Um, that's all I got. That's I love I Celine. Got. Love Celine Dion. Oh, I think that the music does need to, like, that's one of the biggest things that lives on from this movie. Like, that's probably, like, the second most recognizable thing about this movie is that song. Ladies and gentlemen. People hear that song. What do they think? My heart will go on. They yeah. think about the fucking recorder ensemble they that think about Titanic. in elementary school. To make, I'm not wrong about that. To make each day, day count. To making it count. To making it count. I have been drinking. I've been watching. I have been drinking. I've been watching. I too have been drinking. Been watching. Peace. Later.